Coming up on this week's show, we are going to take a look at the 1990s classic film, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a new Netflix film, and one of, well, maybe one of Steven Spielberg's best films. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of Filmology. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So all right, everybody, all welcome to Filmology. I am one of the co-hosts of the show, Jonathan Galarowitz. Uh, also known as Johnny G over at the site, uh, filmologyshow.com, and I am joined by Mike. Hi, again. Mike, how you, how's, how's it going? going? It's it's going all right. Um, uh, I wish I could say I'm getting used to this new normal, but uh, I, I'm not. Uh, how are you doing, Mike? Great. I've been taking my bleach injections as recommended by the government yeah doing great doing great doing healthy uh please don't do that anybody because uh we don't want to be sued but if you want to sue the government i guess at this point go ahead (laughs) if you guys want to take a look at filmologyshow.com that's where we have reviews up on the site there i'm current well not currently i am in the midst of writing my extraction review that will be up on the site probably on Monday. So when you guys are listening to this, uh, that will be up. And that's about it uh, for new reviews. Not a ton out there right now, but you, we do have a lot of older reviews. We have over 300 reviews up on the site, so there's plenty of content up on the site there. You can always email us at filmologyshow at gmail.com. Uh, we can uh, email you back or read your comments in there, whichever you prefer. You just have to let us know in that email. You can find us at Facebook at Phomology Show, Instagram at Phomology Show, and Twitter at Phomology Show. If you go over to PhomologyShow.com, uh, that's where Phomology Film Madness is going on. We are trying to figure out the best film of the 2010s. We are not going to talk about the, the two matchups going on there right now. We're going to keep it going for another week, and then we will get back next week's show and talk about those films. But the uh, two films that are going, the four films that are going up against each other, you have Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse versus La La Land and Arrival versus Avengers Endgame. Once again, it's over at filmologyshow.com. You can find it on the homepage. It'll take you to the polls on where to vote. Uh, Mike, do you have any other housekeeping here before we get going with the show? Nope, we're good. No, all right. So the first film we're going to take a look at is Extraction. So we're going to play the trailer here for the Netflix film Extraction. They're hoping if you spin the chamber enough times, you're going to catch a bullet. It's easy that way. This is an extraction. So who are the players? Biggest drug lord in India versus biggest drug lord in Bangladesh. <laughs> Some mythic shit, huh? It's a kidnapping. Drug lord's son. Clock's running at 16 hours. Proof of life as of six hours ago. Tyler Rake, a fearless black market mercenary, embarks on the most deadly extraction of his career when he is enlisted to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned international crime lord. That is the plot synopsis for the new Netflix the Netflix film Extraction, starring Chris Hemsworth. Mike, these types of films are usually not things that I like. Uh, things like Rambo, uh, First Blood Part 2, or Commando. They're not really films that I strive to watch. I don't really overly care for these hyper-violent movies. And I still don't care for this one. Uh, the, the stunts were good, the camera work was good, but the story is so just flat. And since I just 
I don't care for the over violence. I just kept sitting there wondering how much longer do we have to go of this film? And the other thing that I'm also getting really sick of with movies in general right now is I hate movies that start in the third act and they're like, nope, stop. We're going to go back and show you how we got to this point. I, I just, I, I'm really sick of that trend in storytelling. Like, can we not tell a narrative story anymore? Or are they like, nope, you're going to lose interest, so we have to tell you that, that you have something that we're leading up to. I just, I don't know. What, what did you think of Extraction? I thought it was kind of generic. I usually don't mind hyper-violent movies, um, as long as there's something larger to say, I guess. It's just not violence for the sake of violence. But this one just was very generic, and I didn't, I'm not upset that I watched it, but I probably won't ever watch it again. And... Chris Hemsworth did a great job. Uh, like you said, the stunts and everything were good. It was just... It's kind of blah. It's kind of meh. It's eh. Um, I don't mind the third act thing, though. It's Maybe I'm just used to it and don't really think much of it anymore. But I didn't really mind that at all. No. I did think it was kind of weird. He occasionally did like some superhuman stuff, like jumping off that cliff and landing in the water and like meditating underwater. It seemed a little... It's above and beyond what would normally be. Yeah, uh, within someone's, someone's I, I I was laughing when that happened, and that's in the, like what the first five minutes of the movie they're about, first five ten minutes, and I'm like, oh, that's great. So I know that this movie has just completely lost touch with like actual physics and real life uh, uh, humanity. It was very Thor-like. Yeah, know? so I just. I, it's like they had extra leftover oops, from one of the Marvel movies, and they're like, "We'll we'll throw that in there. Just change the background. It's good." Um, yeah, it just it was it just once again. I I do understand how this can appeal to people, uh, especially with it being on Netflix and nobody can go out to see movies right now. I I do think that people are going to check this film out, but it's not something that I. It's not something that appeals to me and my taste of film. Uh, with that being said, I do enjoy other films like Kick Ass which is hyper-violent, but I feel like that's trying to be a commentary on the comic book genre. This film isn't being a commentary on the action action genre, it's just trying to be another piece of the action genre puzzle. And I just, I, I don't care for that. I mean, we have films like John Wick that are, yes, they are also ultra-violent, but they're, I think that has more to say than this film, and that film is also better acted, better directed, and has a more compelling story. This film goes on for two hours when it really, really could just be a short film, and I'd feel a lot better with watching it because there's not enough content here. Every time that they actually stop the action and try to tell the plot, you can just feel the entire movie sinking in on the weight of... I keep thinking of, like, let's say, like an air mattress or a balloon. It just keeps deflating every time they open their mouths to talk. And it's like, okay, the action scene the action scene comes and they start to just really rapidly blow the air back in to try and keep the thing afloat. But it's it just, it doesn't work. I mean, <laughs> the movie's trying to be smarter than it thinks it is. Which for me is upsetting because it's produced by the Russo brothers, uh, Joe and Anthony Russo, who did uh, Avengers Endgame and all, all these other Marvel movies. The best Marvel movies, Winter Soldier, Infinity you know, War. And, and uh, I've had the chance to meet both of them, and they're both really great people. They both seem really intelligent, and I don't know why they made why they made this film. I mean, they produced it, and Joe Russo wrote the film. I just, I, no offense to the Russos because of, obviously I love them, but stick to just directing. Like they produced uh, that Twenty One Bridges movie earlier, uh, late last year. Uh, with uh, starring Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. And that's kind of the same thing. It was a film that was trying to be smarter than it actually is. I I want these directors go, to go on to go to go on to do good things, but sadly they're not doing that right now. And I I would love to see them tackle a different project that's not superhero related that turns out good. Sadly, that's not what they're doing right now. Especially here with Extraction. Uh, Mike, do you have any other closing thoughts here on the film? Uh, just a kind of sidebar. I've been watching Community lately, and I realized that it's the same Russo oh, Brothers. Oh, yes. Um, they produce it and they direct it, and that's yeah. fantastic. Nothing to do with superheroes, so they're no, able to no, do No, no, and com Community uh, is... Uh, I, 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 have you have you seen Community before? 
I'm on the sixth season right now. It's on Netflix. So I've been yeah, it's on, it's on Netflix. Quickly, especially with all the... Uh, I, and I watched uh, Community yeah, when it was on TV, and I've, I've watched it. Uh, I, I actually have never seen the sixth season because it was on Yahoo screen at the time. Uh, but uh, I, I love the first five seasons, and th- that is a great show. That's a smart show, and you were correct. They, they did a lot with that show. So they're great when they're working on meta comedies or superhero films but when it comes to just action or drama action movies or thrillers they don't have their uh, they don't have the chops right now to do it so but hopefully they do hopefully they uh, can refine their writing skills and what movies they want to throw money at and we can get some good movies i once again i know that this movie is going to appeal to people it just didn't appeal to me so we have a rating system here at Phomology. See it, rent it, skip it, let it burn. I'm giving this movie a skip it. And it's not because the movie is terrible. It's, it, I mean, it's not. It's, it's passable. But I also am thinking about how many better movies there are, better action movies there are even, on Netflix than watching this very generic one that you're just like, eh, let's put it on, kill two hours, it's fine. Um, I will also say skip it, just because it wasn't my cup of tea either. Um, if you're looking for a generic action movie, like you said, not it's not bad. It's just not great. It's not memorable. There's nothing really you're going to come back to multiple times. So skip it. Watch something else on Netflix, like Community. But yeah, I mean, com- Community even has better action scenes than... This film, the those paint, pain, yeah, the yeah, paintball those episodes paintball, are some of my favorite. And uh, the Russo brothers uh, directed the second paintball episode, so I mean, you can see their their talent there for directing action is you can also see in films like uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Captain America: Civil War, all, all their films have, for the the Marvel Cinematic Universe have very very dynamic action beats, and this film it just. Once again, it's it's fine. It's just, it's fine, and I really hate saying movies are fine now. I it's it's just not what I want to say. Uh, if you agree or disagree with our thoughts, feel free to email us at phomologyshow at gmail We'll be happy to respond to you or to read your thoughts off on next week's show. So, with that being said, we're gonna move into the next movie. We are gonna move in not to another action film, but to a science fiction film. We are moving into artificial intelligence AI. So here is the trailer for AI. This is our future. when man has become dependent on robots to satisfy our every need. Man made us better at what we do than was ever humanly possible. Science will create a new order of artificial being. You're a sheep. I'm a boy. Impossible. More intelligent, more feeling, and more human than ourselves. Until you were born, robots didn't dream, robots didn't desire unless we told them what to want. Some of us will embrace it. He is only a child. Monica, he's a toy. He's a gift. Others will fear it. They made us too smart, too quick, and too many. That's why they hate us. Stay away from people. Stay away from all people. Only others like you are safe. Humans, they'll stop at nothing. What do we do? We will have to journey towards the moon. A highly advanced robotic boy longs to become real so that he can regain the love of his human mother. That is the plot synopsis for the Steven Spielberg film AI. Artificial intelligence. Really, I don't know how to start with this film. 
this was a film for for some reason. Uh, it, this film is also before I get going here. This film is streaming on Amazon Prime. So if you haven't seen the film, you can watch it on Amazon Prime uh, if you so choose to. That's not me giving away my rating, but that's just so everybody knows it's out on Amazon Prime. This was a film directed by Steven Spielberg, as I had already mentioned, that I've never seen. I just kept putting it off for the longest time, uh, which is odd because Spielberg's one of my favorite directors. Uh, he's directed, of course, my favorite film of all time, Jaws, my favorite film of all time, and Jurassic Park, all these other great films, uh, E.T., that I grew up watching. But this film was one that I never wanted to, never really stood out to me. I never was like, yes, I need to go out and watch this film. And now here in 2020, I finally have watched it, and I can say I don't think I needed to watch it. I don't know. It's a it's a good science fiction movie. It's a good uh, fairy tale version of, I mean, Pinocchio. A uh, good science fiction version of that. And I just never really, the film never really worked for me. I was confused as to what Jude Law's purpose was in this film. I mean, Jude Law was, I think, I don't want to say great in the film. He was good. He was fine. Hilary uh, Joel Osment is the David, the little boy. He was good. I don't never. I was never blown away by anything in this film. And this could all be expectations because I mean it's directed by Steven uh, Spielberg. Stanley Kubrick worked on this film forever until he passed away. I mean, I just I, the film was fine. I, I once again using that word again that I hate. Fine. It was not. Anything spectacular? I think that the the last I think thirty minutes of the film, it feel that feels like a completely different film than what we had been leading up to. So I I, I don't know how I feel about this film. I, I can tell you that no matter what my rating is going to be, I will at some point in time venture back to this because I do think there is good actual hardcore science fiction in this film uh, versus something like uh. Star Wars or the new J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, those aren't really science fiction. But this does have the vibes of something like 2001 A Space Odyssey or Annihilation. Uh, not not trying to say that AI artificial intelligence is as good as those films, because this film isn't, but it does have uh, good hardcore science fiction like those films do. Uh, Mike, what are your initial thoughts here with uh, artificial intelligence AI? Uh, I enjoyed it for the most part, part up until the end. Um, slight spoiler alert when the blue energy alien thing shows up. Um, pretty much is when it lost me. I was like, this is why I don't watch this movie. I saw it a couple times before. Uh, the first time I watched it, I think it was around, around when it came out. Probably was when it came out. Um, I, did, I remember not enjoying it, and then a few years ago I watched it again, wondering why. Not remembering why. And I thought I enjoyed it then, but maybe I just fell asleep and never got to the end. The end was really ruined it for me. It's basically just sci-fi Pinocchio, which isn't bad. It's fine, like you said. I won't be coming back to it again, probably, unless ten years from now I forget why I didn't like it in the first place. I mean, Haley Joe Osmond does a good job of being a robot. Um, Jude Law did a fine job. The individual aspects of it were fine for the most part. The CGI held up really well. I imagine a lot of it was actually practical effects, considering how good it looked. Um, I was really surprised by that, especially for something that's almost twenty years well, old. See, there, there were parts of that, overall, there were parts of it that I was like, "Man, I this looks like Tron." So it's not the new Tron legacy. It looks like like the first Tron from the eighties, uh, especially when they they're in that car type thing and they're going into the city at the end, uh, not the end, but uh, I, I guess in the third act. I think this movie has a fourth act. So I'd say in the third act of the film, uh, when they're going into the city, I'm like, man, this looks like Tron. And the graphics look about as good as they did in that Disney uh, Tron film. Uh, there are points here... I think it... There are, I mean, there are there. points where the, the CGI does look good. But there are other times where I'm like, man, really? This this looks bad. Uh, and, and you are correct. I mean, the film came out in 2001. So it's it's twenty it's over 20 years now. Uh, well, not over 20... Um, coming up on 20 years... So, maybe it's just the fact that I'm so used to seeing films like, once again, Avengers Endgame or Annihilation. These films that have just spectacular effects. And that, that, that might just be me. I don't know. I it, it never took me out of the film. There are certain films that, I mean, dated effects take you out. This isn't one of them. But I'm not going to 
scream from the rooftops that artificial intelligence has the best CGI effects ever. Especially when you remember that uh, 2001 here was also when Lord of the Rings came out, uh, The Fellowship of the King. And if you look at the the, the uh, effects of that film compared to this, the effects of uh, Fellowship of the Ring, I think, look a lot better than they do here in artificial intelligence. It's probably fair. We're probably they're probably a lot more practical effects that we enjoy and just are so used to expecting computer generated that we're not realizing it. Cause like uh, in the beginning when he takes the cube out of the person's face, if I remember correctly. Uh, I was like, that's really good CGI. Yeah. And like, oh. no, they probably just replaced that with that person. With oh, you, you thought that looked good? And... See, I, I thought well, like, when their face like opened up, I'm like, okay, this looks bad. For 2001? No, I, it looked I... great for 2001. No, I mean, no, I, I, I don't think, I, mean, I don't think, once again, I don't think it looked bad. I think it looked passable. But I mean, also, once again, remember, you had even uh, 10 years before this, you had Terminator 2, which I think has better effects than this film. I don't agree that this film has like stand like uh, great outstanding special effects. I I mean it was nominated for uh, the visual effects Oscar. I I believe it did lose to Lord of the Rings, but once again it's not bad. It, it doesn't distract from the movie, but from my vo- point of view, it's not a selling point of the film. For me, this this uh, standout story, uh, the standout the standout thing of the film is the story. And as you mentioned, it's CG, it's uh, science fiction Pinocchio, but I like Pinocchio, and I, I don't think that's a bad story to retell. I mean, I think we can question the two and a half hour running length of the film. I think we can question that fourth act of the film, but for the most part, I mean, until we get to that fourth act, I think it's a great film. That the aliens do kind of in some ways derail the film and yeah and even though it wouldn't be a happy ending by any means i guess if you just stop just before they show up i think the movie's fine you won't have as many complaints but like as soon as that happens though just stop the movie move on with your life but i mean that, but that's what that's when that it feels point. it feels like a spielberg movie instead of a kubrick movie once again i really don't know who worked on what for, for the film, I don't know how much of this is Kubrick, how much of this is Spielberg, but that ending does feel like a Spielberg ending versus something like 2001 A Space Odyssey, which I, I'm assuming you've seen 2001 A Space Odyssey, Mike? Not for a long, long, long time. No, do you, do you remember like the, the very trippy Stargate sequence of that film? No. No, okay. Well, it, it's 2001 A Space Odyssey ends with this very trippy Stargate sequence, and it feels like you're watching a screen uh, screensaver. And... That's, I mean, that, that, that's, definitely, that's definitely not the vibe that you get with this film. Th- th- that film kind of ends with a lot of questions about what's going on, uh, what's the whole purpose of technology, yada, yada, yada. And this film, it, this film really doesn't ask a lot of questions like that, I guess. And, and as I was just complimenting it before for being good hard science fiction, I, I do think uh, robots being in love or being capable to love, I do think that is fodder for for good science fiction which is why i do think this is good science fiction but uh i mean yeah i guess it doesn't i guess it doesn't go it doesn't go for the grand slam it goes for a triple which i think is fine sure i wouldn't call it hard science fiction though by any means usually they try to explain the science behind the fictional parts of it this doesn't really do that though this is just like they're robots just accept that but it's so I I guess for me for science fiction I I have multiple levels I have Interstellar which is like the the, the very far end uh, uh, the very far end uh, uh, is being hard science fiction which is it's trying to explain every little thing in the movie then which also makes the movie just a drag and it just makes the movie boring because the movie's trying to be way too smart for its own good it's forgetting that it's supposed to tell a story. And the next level after that, you'd have something like Blade Runner or Annihilation or 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, those three together, where it is trying to tell a deeper story about the human condition or how technology relates to us or how we relate to the planet, things like that, while still telling a very engaging and at times very moving story. And then you'd have something like this, which would be, I guess, the middle ground of that, of uh, between interstellar and the far end of that the other side of this line which would be star wars uh 
the Star Wars films, which is just uh, space fantasy. I mean, I, I, I guess you're right. I just, I mean, it's I not know. bad science fiction. It's just not hard science fiction. The, uh, I'm always a sucker for what it means to be human plots and themes and things like that. So I enjoyed that aspect of this movie. Um, I did look it up though. Apparently. Kubrick got the rights to the story in the 70s and then handed it off to Spielberg in 95. And then it started development until 99. Spielberg went back and rewrote the script, but he based it off of the screenplay that Kubrick had Ian Watson write. Yeah. And the friendship that Kubrick and, and Spielberg had, that, that kind of just baffles me because there are sensibilities for filmmaking are the complete opposite. I mean, Spielberg is all about the family and what brings people together and what binds them together. And Spielberg, uh, Kubrick's uh, sensibilities are so dark and just cold. If you look at The Shining or 2001 A Space Odyssey or Dr. Strangelove, I mean, those are I mean, all phenomenal films, but they are just very cold and they're not going to leave you all sunshine and roses happy at the end. Like uh, a normal Spielberg film, world like uh, E.T. or uh, even something like, uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. It's so happy at the end, but uh, something like Lincoln or Saving Private Ryan. Those <laughs> depends whose side you're on, I guess. On Lincoln, um, if you're a northern person or a southern person. Um, Correct. You, I, you could still have people who are still bitter about that, but let's not get into that right now. They, uh, I'm sure they could bond over wanting to create great movies, though. I mean, I don't necessarily like a lot of Kubrick's work necessarily. I don't prefer his rendition of this of Sh- The Shining. I think we talked about before. Um, but I mean, he makes good movies, great movies. Um, they might just not be for me, but they probably just bonded over that. Plus, they also, I'm sure they found plenty of common ground starting there at least. There, there were both the the at one point in time both the directors of their generation. Where do you stand here on artificial intelligence with our rating system? I was going to say rent it until the alien showed up and then I moved to skip it. And for for me, it's the aliens that make it go from a see it to a rent it. Uh, I, I do think there's enough in this film to enjoy. You, you kind of just have to get past some bratty kids. Uh, well, bratty kid, I guess. Uh, I'd say kids. <laughs> The psychopath, uh, real son, that was kind of weird. Yeah, um, it, it kept making that, me. Think... There should be a sequel, and it should be a slasher film starring that kid, that character. You you need to see a movie called The Lodge. It came out earlier this year. I think it comes out uh, if if you're listening to this, it comes out this week uh, on like uh, Voodoo and places to rent it. D- definitely check that film out. It is one of the most cruel dark films I've seen in a long time. Within the first five minutes of the... Uh, for, let's say first ten minutes of the movie, you'll know exactly what kind of movie you're in for. And if that first ten minutes shocks you to the point where you're like, why am I watching this? Then don't don't go any further. Because the film... Let me tell you, the film doesn't get any better from there. Uh, but that does have some really cruel kids who I'm like, man, you're the problem here. It's not, it's not anyone else in this situation. It's you. Um, which which makes me question the parents in that situation. But that's a whole... I don't want to get down this route of, hey, you're doing, being a bad parent, because that's not really something I want to go down. Uh, so, yeah, once again, I'm giving it a rant it. Mike's giving AI a skip it. Uh, if you guys want to share your thoughts with Artificial Intelligence AI, if you want to tell us what you thought of this Steven Spielberg film, feel free to email your thoughts to us on the film at filmologyshow at gmail.com. So, Mike, we're going to move in here now to your film, the 1990 film, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So here is the trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Our family grows. The city itself will be our playground to use as we please. Rewarding ourselves and punishing our enemies. We've been looking for you, Miss O'Neill. There is a new enemy. Freaks of nature! Together, we will punish these creatures! What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title in a trench coat.
awesome. Four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles emerge from the shadows to protect New York City from a gang of criminal ninjas. And if that's not a product of its time, I don't know what else is. Yeah, so this is the 1990 film, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I, I need to state this really quick. I was born after the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were like a big, huge fad. So I missed it. And, Mike, you you didn't miss it. You grew up with it. So you have that nostalgia for it? I did. This is I, the height of my childhood. I, I, don't, I, I don't have any nostalgia for this film or franchise or anything. I, I had watched this film back uh, when the, the Michael Bay... It's not directed by Michael Bay, but the Michael Bay produced film was coming out. At that time, I enjoyed it a little bit more than I did this time. And this time, I just... A, I, I thought my TV was broken for the start of the film. Why? Because I'm like, I I can't tell what's going on. It's so dark. Do I need a new TV? Did my TV just give out? What's going on? And I'm like, no. I looked it up. I'm like, no, the TV, the, the, the cinematography is just that dark. Why? I can't tell what's going on half the time. The, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, their actual like turtle costumes are pretty good. Why are you trying to hide them? And, <laughs> I mean, are you just trying to hide the fact that Every action scene looks clunky and terrible. What are you trying to hide? I don't know. They're ninjas. Know. They're supposed to be in the shadows, John. They're ninjas. Uh, yeah, but, but everything, everything is... Be- Ugh, no, that's... I don't... If I can't tell what's going on in the film, if I'm just hearing this overly comedic, childish action he- action movie noises, I, I'm just... I, I'm not... Look, I, I, I'll flat out, I'll flat out just like say it right now. I didn't enjoy this film. It's it's not a film that I, I if I, it, when I have kids, I'm not going to show them this film. If they venture out and want to find it themselves, that's totally fine with me. But I'm not going to be like, yes, hey, we have to watch this film. It's there's nothing here that's worth checking out. I'd rather go back and watch like a good film, like a good childhood film, like E.T. Uh, which is, once again, Spielberg film that I love, versus this one. I just, it's, there's nothing that really distinguishes the turtles. The four turtles are all basically the same. I know uh, Raphael is a little more angsty than the other three. Still, that's not enough of a characteristic to be like, yeah, he's so different from the other ones. Uh, I was just commenting how much I liked the the turtle costumes. Uh, I hate hate the splinter puppet it looks terrible and i the the fact that they kept going back to splinter all the all the time was like why he's boring he's the main catalyst of this film for some reason and he's just who cares about him who cares about splinter have him there because you need him there for some reason for the origin of the turtles and he just he's there for a little bit and then you move on but no for some reason we keep going back to this rat that looks terrible he makes a stupid joke at the end and he's really proud of himself for it and i oh mike why don't you tell everybody how much you love this film because you probably I love do it love so much Although, um i do remember one of the complaints when the movie came out is like because it was too dark and it was hard to tell Michelangelo from Raphael apparently for some people. Um, I do remember as a kid. I don't remember if it's this first one because I didn't catch it while we were watching this one. It might have been Secret of the Ooze, which I watched a lot more as a kid. Um, the movie itself, if I remember correctly, screwed up putting Michelangelo's voice on Raphael or the other way around because it was so hard to tell the difference. I noticed that at one point. Um, but anyway, the movie is flawed. It's not perfect, but I super enjoyed it. It's super quirky. It's goofy. It's um. Action scenes aren't that bad. I don't know what you're talking about, especially for people in turtle costumes. They're doing a pretty good job. Uh, yeah, they're just jumping. They kick, and then the, the ninja, the, they're fighting the, uh, the Foot Clan, right? Yeah, 
Foot Clan. The Foot Clan. Uh, the, the Foot Clan, the, the guy just, like, falls back in the most overly dramatic thing ever. Uh, especially, like, uh, Casey Jones hits hits one of them with the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, the golf club. I'm like, man, that, that one said you're flying 20 feet back. And remember, it's, that would just make you have a. It's a kids movie based off of a kids TV show based off a not so kid comic book. Though, so I mean, exactly. That, that's my point. A not so kid comic book. I, I mean, there is a way to balance this, and I do. I mean, that's why I think that the Michael Bay films are actually better than this because they do, do try to balance that original comic plus the kids cartoon. Uh, and this one just goes full kids cartoon, and it's just uh, it, fantastic. I agree. Fantastic. No, no. As <laughs> somebody who, I mean, I, I, I've I've been working on that. Uh, Remember the Magic podcast. Been working on that. So I've been watching a whole bunch of Disney uh, cartoons, uh, short films, and actual full length animated movies. There's nothing in those films. That I have gotten to yet. Uh, so, like, Snow and the Seven Dwarfs, uh, Fantasia, Pinocchio. Nothing in those films comes across as juvenile as this film does. And those are kids' animated films. Those are meant to be for children. Yet those films don't talk down to them. They're not like, oh, they are just tell these terrible jokes. I, I, no. Oh. I those terrible jokes were hilarious. I, I just I laughed multiple times during the movie. Uh, did, did you laugh because they were funny? Did you laugh because of how bad they were? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Okay, so, so can, can we at least admit that the the movie doesn't hold up as well in 2020 here as it did the first time you saw it? I mean, you it, I think it's just your nostalgia speaking for how much you enjoyed this. No, film. I think it's a because great it, kids movie. Especially if they're into, like, I don't know, are kids allowed to be into violent things anymore? I remember a partner's niece wasn't allowed to watch Spider-Man because it was too violent or something like that. Like, the cartoon. And she was, like, eight. Oh, that, oh see, I, I mean, if you want to talk about a great cartoon, that uh, that 1996 cartoon, I think it was, like, 94, 95, 96, uh, Spider-Man cartoon on Fox, I mean, that was great. Or Batman the Animated Series. Like, those are things that I grew up watching. Those are great. And I, I have a huge nostalgia like factor for those uh, that material versus this material here, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I just I don't have it. I I just and that's not me saying I haven't recommended other films in the series because I have Out of the Shadows. I recommended that film when it came out uh, three or four years ago, three four years ago. Uh, so it's it's not that I hate the franchise. It's just that. It's it's not for me, and the one the one thing that really feels out of place here with this film in particular, and, and now we are going to get into spoilers, is how they kill Shredder at the end. I know that they did that Shredder was killed in the first issue of the comic. I get that, but that's not the tone of this film. The fact that they killed him, I'm like, what? Wait, why? When did that? Why? I mean, Leonardo is using his swords on people throughout the movie. So he might not be the first person that was actually killed. It's just... And, and I, I, do, I do also have another question on that. Who, like, what are the ages of the, the Foot Clan? Are they those kids who were going out stealing all the TVs at the beginning? Because if that's the case... Well, they're, they're killing, like, 15... They're separate. Year, huh? they, they are separate. Yeah. Is that said in the film? I don't know if it's specifically you, said, but... I can't remember if it was this one or the next one. You... Um, eventually as kids get older, they get recruited into the Foot Clan. They're just separate. They're using the kids for the crime. That's why none of the kids, when they walk out with Casey Jones, are dressed as the Foot Clan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, know, I know what you're saying. Uh, my, my, my next question here, once again, I'm probably way overthinking this, but yes. <laughs> it's how the movie starts. It's how the movie starts. What are all these kids doing? Like, What is the giant plan whether i mean they're stealing everything they are flat out stealing everything what is the point what, what are they gonna do with it do they just have like trucks upon trucks of tvs sell it for money and one more foot glance I, I couldn't get over the beginning of this movie i'm like man 
it's setting it up as Looney Tunes, and I mean the, the movie works better when it's in that tone of Looney Tunes versus hey. Take us seriously. Like, hey, remember that Batman film? Yeah, we're kind of like that. Remember that film? And I'm like, no, you are I just, oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just going to send my rating right now. It's a skip it. It's a final skip it. I don't think the movies will let it burn bad. But this movie, for me, I'm, sadly, I'll have to go back and rewatch it whenever a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie comes out. But, I'm not looking forward to it. I, 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 I've seen Secret of the Ooze. I've never bothered to see T- Turtles 3 because I just don't want to. Uh, but uh, And they I mean, took it off Netflix. All, all... Um, I was super looking forward to it, and I can't find it on Netflix. I'm kind of upset about that. Well, okay. I, I mean, I, I, I have the movies. I bought them when the, uh, when the Michael Bay film was coming out because I, I, I needed them at that point in time. So I have them as I turn over here in my office as I look over my shoulder. They're sitting on my bookcase. But I'm never... I don't think I've ever opened that third one. I've watched uh, TMNT, the animated one. I, I actually kind of like that one. It's pretty good. And as I said already, uh, I, I do think that the, uh, the Michael Bay produced films are better than this film. I know I'm probably just making everybody angry right now when I'm saying that. Uh... Not angry, but just disappointed I, I think, in you. Just disappointed. Which is fine, because once again, I, I didn't grow up with this. I don't have a nostalgia for these characters or anything, or like April or Casey Jones. I don't have that. So, I, I, I think I've maybe seen a couple episodes of the TV show here or there, but I've never gone out of my way to watch it. I just, I can't. And, and Mike, let, let, let's just hear it. I know you're going to give it a see it, so let's just officially uh, say Before it. we get there, I just want to point out two actors. Did you notice um, who played the head thug in the movie? Is this the the Sam Rockwell? Yeah. And also, did you see who, who we, did you notice who we brought with us from Almost an Angel? Oh, Casey Jones was the guy in the wheelchair. Just saying. There might be a theme running through these selections pretty soon. <laughs> Yeah, the th- the, th- the, the that's it's it's like, what 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 is that like the, the Kevin Bacon thing like six degrees of Kevin Bacon is that what it is seven degrees I don't even six know degrees, yeah. six degrees of Kevin Bacon it's gonna be six degrees of almost an angel but oh uh, no, just... it's gonna be Elias Cotes I don't know how to pronounce his name um, he's just gonna be in Casey all Jones. my selections from now on <laughs> I mean. Yeah, uh, I mean Casey Jones, going back to the, the Out of the Shadows film, Stephen Amell plays him in that film. Uh, and I, I didn't care for him in that film, and I definitely didn't care for him in this film. I, I just don't think I'm going to care for Casey Jones. He's, he's just such a bland, useless character, and doesn't. Do, do, I mean, he's useless. Yeah, I just didn't... the whole movie could still happen without Casey Jones. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I just didn't notice the actors were the same until we, I watched it this time. It was interesting. And I looked up his well, career, and he's know. actually had a pretty um, decent career. I'm just saying. I'm impressed. He's what like what, what, what other movies has he been in that are good? Gattaca, At Pupil, um, Zodiac. Oh. Zodiac? Okay, well, now, you see, now you have my interest because he's worked with uh, Fincher. I mean, anyone who works with Fincher, uh, especially if they still go on to act after they work with Fincher, uh, they, they have to have some talent. Yeah, and he was in Shooter after that. Uh, I don't know if you like Shooter, oh, but it was a bigger movie. No, I don't like Shooter. Benjamin Button, um, Shutter oh, Island. Oh, Fincher again. Let Me In. Oh, Scorsese, okay. Is that a pretty long career? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's worked with some great people. You could never know. I mean, hey, everyone out there, if you go and make a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, you might have the honor of working with directors like David Fincher and Martin Scorsese. Who knows? Who Who knows? But uh, you still haven't officially given your rating Don't here see for it, obviously. This yeah. um, it's fantastic. Yeah, and it what, holds up. Don't listen to John; he's wrong. Oh, obviously. it does not. This does not hold up. You know what? I, 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 I now, now I have to be curious. I'm gonna post a poll on the Facebook page and on the website. Does Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the 1990s film here, hold up? I want everyone to vote. I, I, I'm curious as to what our audience thinks of that. So we'll go over the results of that next week because uh, I'm curious. I, I personally don't think it does, and I can tell you right now, I'll probably get hate mail or because I know a lot of people love the film. I think that their hate, their, that their love is just complete nostalgia, 
But you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone can convince me it's a good film. I don't. I don't know who that person's gonna be. But somebody could. If let's say for some odd reason, if David Venture wrote to me and said, "Hey, this this is a great film. It has all this hidden meaning. You just you didn't know it." I'll be like, "Yeah, you know what? I like you. You're right. Cool." <laughs> David Fincher is like a million times smarter than I am, so. And when the polls, I think when the polls prove you wrong, we have to go back and watch the other two movies, even though we'd have to rent, or you could just watch it off your shelf, I guess, the third one. Yeah, I, I, I could watch it. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say that because then you are going to sway this vault. I am not going to say anything, but we're that's that's the thing we're going to do. I thought you should know. Okay, okay, we'll do that right now. We'll put that wager out there right now. If Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if it is an overwhelming majority, so let's say if it has, let's say it has to have more than twenty percent, it has to have more than twenty percent saying yes that it's a, uh, it's a great. So like sixty forty. Correct, sixty forty. It has to be. It has to be higher than that. If it's not, then we don't have to watch the. I, I thankfully will not have to watch the other films. And are we, are we just talking about the original three films, or yeah. do um, we have to go? Secret of the Ooze, and I think this, is the third one called Turtles in Time, or is it just? It, it, it's it's on the box. It just says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three, but it is also known as Turtles in Time. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, Perfect. I'm really looking forward I, to watching these I mean, other two. Obviously, I'm going to campaign that it does not hold up. But our audience out there, you guys, you guys have to decide and vote here. Do I have to suffer through two other turtles films or not? That's basically what it is for me because it, it doesn't hold up. But uh, now that I'm talking about how much I'm going to suffer, it's going to win. We're going to play a clip here from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we're going to meet you guys on the other side to talk about what we're going to talk about next week. So we'll see you guys on the other side. I explained you, and you guys, um... Hmm? I have no idea where you came from. If you will please just sit down and calm yourself, I will tell you where we came from. He talks. It is really... Quite simple, Miss O'Neill. And he knows my name. Perfect. Fifteen years ago. Why don't I ever dream of Harrison Ford? <sighs> For fifteen years now, we have lived here. Before that time, I was a pet of my master Yoshi. Mimicking his movements from my cage, and learning the secret art of ninja. When we were forced to come to New York, I found myself, for the first time, without a home, wandering the sewers, scavenging for whatever I could find. And then, one day, I came upon a shattered glass jar and four baby turtles. That was us. <laughs> Shut oh, up. Oh, no. The little ones were crawling into oh. All right, so we are back. And once again, theaters are still closed. Theaters are going to be closed probably until July, it looks like. So we're going to keep this theme going of picking films that are streaming. Mike and I are going to each pick a film, and then we will have another film that's just on Netflix that we are reviewing the film on Netflix for next week is all day and a night. It is a new Netflix film. I don't know anything about it. It was just one of the films that's coming out on Netflix. So I figured, why not? Let's talk about it. Maybe it's going to be better than extraction. It's going to definitely be better than Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh, hopefully. <laughs> Mike, what streaming film did you pick for next week's show? Um, this one's on Amazon Prime. I picked No Men Beyond This Point. It's a mockumentary that follows the youngest man alive after a man has been born since 1953. I don't... I forgot. I added this to my... What is Netflix? Or Amazon call it? Like their to-watch list or something like that? Watch list? Whatever. Like years ago. And I forgot it was there until I was looking through it today. Just now. Or like an hour ago. So I'm really looking forward to this. I've never heard of this film, so I'm hoping it's good. Um, all my movies have been good. I, so I, I, I not all of them. Never mind. 
most of my movies no, have been good so far. All of your movies have not been good so far. I, I would I would take a wager that my movies that I've been picking that have been like more enjoyable than your films. But that's that's once again I'm I'm personally biased because I'm trying to pick <laughs> films that are either important to me or films that I know I should have seen ages ago that I'm finally watching. Instead, I have to rewatch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was fantastic. Uh, which be all the movies you oh. picked so far. All of them. That was the best movie from the last few weeks. I'm just saying. I'm just going to ignore that. My film that I have picked for next week's show is also on Amazon Prime Video. It is The Conversation, which is a Francis Ford Coppola film starring uh, Gene Hackman. Uh, he made this in between uh, Godfather and Godfather Part 2. It's been on my list of things to watch forever. But uh, really, uh, I'd I like to watch it because I don't... I've seen some of Coppola's other films that he's directed. Uh, I mean, Apocalypse Now is great. Uh, but films that he's really made recently are terrible. So I, I guess I kind of want to see a, a good film, or hopefully a good film that he's made. I don't really know. But uh, once again, the conversation, it's on Amazon Prime Video. So that's going to be it for this week's show. Uh, make sure you guys go vote in Filmology Film Madness. The polls are up at filmologyshow.com. We are also going to have uh, the poll up there uh, about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if the film holds up or not. Remember, your vote is going to decide whether we have to suffer through watching these other films or not. And you guys will be on the journey too. All of you listening, you'll have to listen to Mike talk about how much he loves it. And maybe, you know what, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 is phenomenal. Who knows? There's no maybe about it. You're, you're definitely wrong. So I'm really looking forward to listening to you, having to watch the other two movies. Uh, make sure you follow us at Filmology Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the fun stuff. Uh, Mike, any other closing thoughts here before we get out? Any more Kawabungas? you got to get out. Kawabunga, there we go. I missed that. No, I'm good. Have a good week, everybody. Okay. Don't drink any bleach, please. Have a good week. Yeah, please don't drink any bleach. And we'll see you next weekend, guys. And enjoy your weekend film. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.